0: I'm going to plead the fifth because I'm not sure who this woman is. Okay. Oh my you know, god, Marjorie you're so well.
1: Okay, but right, so can I Marjorie Taylor Green, right? She looks like uh, like somebody punched like she looks like a, a a toe-headed boy that got punched like 6 or 7 times in the face real hard and then put a wig on. That's that's Marjorie Taylor Green. Lauren Bobert, mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And Laura, Lauren Bobert is sort of like the 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 She's the- an off-Broadway Sarah Palin. Yeah, she's Sarah Got Palin. The glasses she's and... Sarah Palin if she carried a gun and wears short shorts. And you know, yeah. like I said, I don't like anything about Lauren Bobert, but I totally bang her once. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Ape Cast. Gotta use his bad word. If we don't like bad words, maybe should listen to it. <laughs> Good morning, David. Um, we have a guest today, and special uh, guest. Special, special guest. I just have to. Okay, let me back it up. She, she is from Downs, Kansas, which has a population of seven. She moved to to the, I mean, pretty close. Yeah. She moved to the big city of Wichita, which has a population of 27. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I work with her um, in the radio station. She is one of our sales reps, our AEs and she and I were talking about podcasts. I mentioned that I had a podcast. She said, I want to listen to it. I said, if you listen to the Apecast, you're not going to ever want to talk to me. It's a terrible again. idea. So worst, it's like the way to alienate people to say, hey, listen to me. Just fucking say what I got to say.
2: Yeah. So- if Katie and I ever get a divorce, she could use any episode of the Apecast in court. Oh, yeah absolutely it's sure full custody of the children that no, i've that never see no them question, again there's yeah.
1: simply no it's amazing anybody ever hires me <laughs> julie's like oh yeah that's or true anything. that's definitely oh, yeah, especially after that the episode i listened to just the, the other books. day the one books. of the old God. ones so anyway <laughs> she 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 gets drunk and she texts me and here's the text <laughs> okay so I'm not going to write a manifesto and probably not even going to write an email as good as the one David wrote to you in order to lure you into a partnership you cur- <laughs> to currently have. However, I'm listening to your podcast again tonight while walking and drinking, truly. And it dawns on me, you and Himmel need, Caps, need me on your podcast. You need me to offer an intelligent, alternative, semi-conservative feminine not feminist 47 year old woman's perspective on the topics you two discuss all right i've so, had a birthday and, since then by the way Yeah. All right. happy 48. birthday happy so i'm now 48 birthday. there you go 48 um well you've aged out sorry that 47 was the fucking ceiling for women on our end at least for me i mean <laughs> i think yeah I've that's been, that's your leonardo dicaprio rule man yeah that's my I, thing that's my thing um so anyway um, we have had David and I have had some discussion. So Julie, ladies and gentlemen, and David Himmel, let me introduce you to from Downs, Kansas, Julie Brush. Yay.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: <laughs> Hi, Julie Brush.
2: Hello. Um, is all of that true? Were you were you drunk when you sent that text?
0: I don't want to say drunk. I prefer <laughs> for trulys in, which means Okay definitely feeling it but not
1: um going I mean, to you were anything. still standing
0: i was walking even yes yeah
1: okay so no, wait a minute so truly wasn't that was that was not an admonition of truth that was truly a thing that's a that's drink, drink. Yeah. yeah what the fuck is truly <laughs>
2: well, it's I mean, like I'm white. i, think, well, you I think
1: i think you just aged yourself out <laughs> no, this podcast. No, no, I just I just mentioned the fact that uh, that grown people that still think drink things like Zima, because I'm sorry, White Claw and truly are Zima. That's all they fucking are. They're Bartles and James fucking things. So maybe I'm aging out. Zima was way song. cooler than Bartles and
0: James, P.S. And that oh, Zima is- was brand new when I was like, it's like saying Lynn is cooler I love than
1: Squiggy. I mean, they're both turds. I mean, uh, you know? oh, my God.
2: Stop. Okay, hang on a second. Let's just let's just level set this really quickly. Bring it down. <laughs> you gave her shit for aging out, and here you are. You've made Zema Bartles and James Lenny and Swiggy. You just keep. Go- What's next? What, are we going to talk about uh, Potsy and uh, uh, my three sons and hey, the Donna hey, Reed hey, show? Like exactly.
0: the Donna Reed show.
2: Fred, do we want to have an intent? Do you want to have hey, an intense hey. debate over which Darren was the better Darren on Bewitched? David,
1: David, to the moon. Okay, yeah. all right. All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Julie, what was the episode, or were there multiple episodes? We were like, what, what, no. Let me rephrase. What was the episode that broke you? They were like, nope. I shut up, guys. I I need to say something, and that's when you texted Don. Wh- which episode do you remember? What what we were I talking about? I,
0: sh- I should have gone back and listened to. Um, Again, it was so there were two and I can't remember which one was it that I had the aha moment and actually text him or the one when I thought about texting him. Um, And it was there was one actually where um you were in your wife's office and yep. there was a post-it note mm. that said maybe boss
1: bitch or probably thick skin. No, we talked, we had a whole conversation about her, her being, her being, her being like, uh, you know, that, that feminine empowerment, uh, boss, I'm, I'm the boss bitch. And we had a good conversation. badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like, give me a fucking break.
0: Yeah. Well, my, and my immediate thought was because I, my thing, um, before being, becoming, before coming to Wichita, I was working for the family business. And um which was what? Um marketing and advertising. Okay. And I would always say, uh uh like uh, talk to her, she's the HBIC, or this is the person and whatever. And so the head bitch in charge. And <laughs> I've always kind of been <laughs> I've always kind of been like, that's my goal. I want to be the HBIC or whatever. And the way you guys we're talking about it it was just very clear in my mind anyways that and i i'm not even exactly sure how to explain it in this situation right now but but basically how difficult and how different it is for women to run um their own show yeah yeah. I as far guess, as managing yeah. people, owning a company, entrepreneurship. I mean, you know, like I, I'm into all those podcasts. I mean, m- many of them are um it's just male dominated. And
1: but do you have to acknowledge that there is a shift? Oh, absolutely. I mean, right now, if you look, I and I'm not certainly saying, oh, poor. I just read a, a thing in the Free Press where it was basically, here's why millennial men aren't dating anymore, and it was this God. very. Har- I know, I know. It was this fuck very off. heartfelt. It was this very. It's very well written, but it's this very heartfelt. It's like I've got to be the six 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 club anymore. Six feet tall, six figures with a six inch dick. Do you know why, you like, know why you it was very well up. written?
2: It was yeah. very well written because. He wasn't getting laid.
1: (laughs) Well, no, it was a woman. woman. A woman wrote it about men and she interviewed a bunch of men. And but the, part of the article that I thought was interesting, and I, uh, that's how I read things. Is when somebody throws out a, a fact, like, here's the fact I'm going to, I'm going to do a deep dive and see if that fact is some bullshit that somebody just made up. Cause we do live in the age of Trump where it just like, say whatever you want, then everybody has to fucking figure out if it's true or not, yeah, that's, um, yeah. you know? And so I do that. Well, it <clears throat> turns out that in the last probably 10 years, Um, first of all, and I looked it up and it was pretty, it was pretty accurate that, that in terms of corporate salaries, women's salaries are now commensurate with men's for the most part, not entirely, but in general, that, that needle has definitely moved in the correct direction. All right. So Julie,
2: um, you need to have a meeting with somebody on Monday. And get your nope. salary.
0: I'm telling you what, I'm <laughs> I'm doing way better here in Wichita than I was in
1: my small town of seven people. Great, <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. can only sell you can only sell it so many th- times. Those seven people are like, God damn it, I already bought it last week. Anyway, well, there was
0: this people. thing called the internet, so you know we don't have to stay within our the borders of our little town. But yeah, they had internet and Downs. Oh, I know That's we had crazy. indoor plumbing too. Uh-huh. Holy
1: shit, you had, it was indoor. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. That's crazy talk, man. No, there's parts of the Chicago things- that don't have indoor plumbing. Well, yeah, no shit. Uh, I there's believe one, that. But one of the things is like it's like one point. I think in this year, one point six million more women are getting advanced degrees than men. I mean, there's there is a shift. Oh, and there's so been think, yeah yeah a, a significant shift. But reading this article made me laugh because it literally was well. All I can think of was it's these ordinary guys. I count myself as one of them um, ordinary guys pissing and moaning that the hot chicks won't give them the time of day. Well, you know, it's exactly, it's just a flip of what it used to be where it was like, Hey, I'm going to date her cause she's a fat, ugly chick. Well, you know what? You're the fat, ugly chick now. So shut up.
0: I was going to say, hasn't bored. it all.
1: It's always been that way. But now, Women are being a little more aggressive about, hey, I, I'm i looking for the top tier. I'm looking for cheese donut. I am looking for the good stuff and not. Yeah, I know, David, the analogy of cheese donut. A cheese donut is a perfect food. If it had bacon cheese bits in it. Donut is a hot. It's a Danish. OK, it's fine. A, it's a Danish, but I call but it a cause, cheese cause donut. Cheese... Danish sounds delicious. A cheese donut sounds horribly wrong. Well, then you've never had a proper cheese donut. That's all I'm saying. Where have you had a cheese donut? What are you talking about? In Chicago, there was a no in Vegas, in Vegas. In Vegas, in Vegas, there was a, a donut. Oh, place. is this one of those stupid fancy places that just yeah, overcomplicates
2: yeah. everything?
1: Exactly. So it was just like, a, it's
2: like the Russian army assaulting I, your mouth
1: with everybody. Exactly. Well, I went yeah. in and then it's like, okay, and it was a donut shop. And I was thinking I literally was just going in for some donuts and coffee. I was like, hey, it's a Dunkin' Donut run. I don't give a fuck. And they had all these fucking donuts, and one of the donuts was they called it a cheese, a jalapeno cheese donut. And it was uh, a cake donut and the glaze was like drizzled like cheddar cheese and bits of jalapeno. Oh. And it was fucking oh. rad. It no, was the I best thing I ever had. So I just I don't know threw if, up in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know if I want to throw <laughs> up or, ugh, or drink gasoline. I don't know. It was delicious. Bleach. Anyway, it's like a jalapeno, <laughs> it was like a jalapeno popper with cake. It was so good. Okay, yeah, you got you guys have bad flavor profiles. I'm sorry. But anyway, women are now being more discerning. And and so the tables are kind of flipping. And now that you got all these millennial dudes pissing and moaning, my reaction to them pissing and moaning is the same reaction to women 20 years ago, pissing and moaning. It's just there are pretty people and there are successful people. And then there's everybody else. And the you know people and the successful people are going to attract each other. And I, I had two buddies in Chicago and both of them were sort of ordinary. Well, one was just like a super creepy dude. Um, <laughs> and he just was, he was a creepy dude. And all they did was bitch and moan about how they couldn't get anybody to date them. And I explained to them, I said, you guys are just fucking loser snobs. So what I said, your average dude's. And you, you are such a fucking snob that you won't date an average woman. You got to have a fucking nine or a 10. And so you're pissed off that the nines or the tens won't go down to your level because, hey, what's what's wrong with me? I've got a good personality. Guess what? Never it, never in the history of the world has it worked that way. Yeah, and if you... Anybody marries a fat, ugly dude is because he's rich. Go ahead, sorry.
0: Yeah, well, and that so that gives him the like when you're talking about on a scale of one to 10, I, I, I do think, and I think still maybe, mm, I don't know, that's kind of a male bashing. What I was going to say is I feel like, (laughs) I feel like we, I feel like women are um, more likely to take things like personality into consideration, especially when considering dating somebody. Um, I think that men, it is like, it's all, it's attractive on a scale of one to 10. And I was going to, I think you're exactly right. I think there's a lot of men that are fives and they're trying to, they're pissed about the seven, eights, nines, tens that aren't, you know, looking at them. And it's like, okay, if you look like a five, then you better have money, like, or (laughs) just being honest or a horse cock. There you go. Um, well, I mean, Rick Casey. My thought right? is a person, like a funny guy, a, a a guy with a sense of humor, is like that. Like that's it for 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 a lot of women. I don't know for me, but like I I'm more about personality. Let's just say this: my ex husband. So I'm like five ten. My ex husband was five four. Really, like the first guy I ever dated that was shorter than me. And I married him and then I divorced him after 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first, he, he definitely wasn't Did you like divorce it divorce Him because of the height. No. <laughs> sorry.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Keep. I,
0: just, I should I have gone for taller from the very
2: beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. That's I'm the a gonna... thing. That's the thing that I, I hear a lot of. Like, first of all, this whole thing about like, like we're saying, like I'm a five and why don't the pretty girls like me? Or why don't the pretty boys like me or whatever? Like, look, there is somebody for everybody. Yeah. You know, I've got a friend who multiple he, somebodies. He loves big, big women, like just loves, you know, fat, whatever. Like, I don't he know. He likes fat that, but chicks. Just that's what, yeah, well, Fine. I and mean, he said it before. Too. I don't want to be Shell walker. Let's
1: just you know, you know me. Around.
2: I don't, I don't like to just, you know, no, I like to be very see, careful grew, with my words.
1: I grew and, up a fat kid, and 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 my mom used to have to get me, ready? It wasn't fat kid jeans. It wasn't- oh, You were husky. For the, husky. were fucking husky jeans. Husky, what yeah. a fucking use of ba- a bad- Like a dog? Of, yeah, a bad use of language. Because I knew, and fucking everybody in the store knew, yeah. if I was getting husky jeans, it's because I was a little fat kid. But they didn't want to say, oh, it's a fat kid. My mom, you're not fat. You're wide. Fuck you. I'm fat. Women are plus size. Yeah. Plus Plus size. size. Exactly. What a load of shit. You're fat or you're not. Come on. There is somebody
2: for everybody out there. And hopefully, like, if your type or whatever you're attracted to, you'll just, like, give it time. You'll match up. Just chill a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, I I think I, I disagree, though, Julie. Like, I mean you know, of course it's hard to speak in generalizations or it's easy to speak in generalizations. Um, But you mentioned that like personality is not as a, not as big a thing for men as it is for women. There have been women that I've like had strong feelings for that. I didn't, I mean, they were attractive enough, but like it was really their personality that, that pulled me in and everything else where like, just if I was passing them in the mall or whatever, the mall,
1: why was that my point yeah, of reference? Yes, yeah. you suddenly dated <laughs> yourself, Michael. I know, friend. like. So, yes, you did. Thank so you. now we're. No, I was
0: idea. right there with you. I was right yeah, there with I, you. I was I, like, yeah, are. in the mall. Yeah. But
2: like, but if it if I'd just been passing them in the mall, I would have. I would have. It would. I would have thought nothing. I would. It would just. It would have been nothing. Not. It wouldn't have been a. Oh, they're ugly. It wouldn't have been. Oh, they're pretty. Nothing. But because I knew them, everything else became more attractive. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and then also to your point, like, I think that a lot of, a lot of what got me ahead in the dating game or the the relationship game, the getting laid game was because I could crack a joke, probably, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think I'm, you know, not a try,
1: like I'm not ugly, dude, dude. But again, passing me in the mall, I don't think sexy, dude. you're um, Dead sexy, no. But part of that, that is all—it's all attitude. When were, it's not like when you were dressed in your in your your Arab Spring motorcycle outfit. I thought, ah, oh, <laughs> what? It was like your black t-shirt. I mean, you had this one one day. It was like the black t-shirt, and you had like this black jacket on. You were wearing black jeans, and I went. I'd tap that. I'm
0: so intrigued. So so you're saying, Don, that you're looking for a Johnny Cash type of younger looking man.
2: Well, you know, in general. Yes, we've you know, talked about this. We See,
1: know that here, I am Don's type. Twinkie yeah, you, little, Here's here's little my problem. Boys, my, yeah. You're not my type. My type <laughs> is, and, and again, you're talking about person. The librarian. A, well, I like a dirty librarian. I a like dirty a librarian, dirty librarian. librarian. But really, if you have to break down my type, my type really is someone who sees me as oh, he's a five, but has potential. <laughs> Jesus. And And then and then they and then and I learned my courting skills from fucking John Cusack and say anything, which is she's she doesn't really like me much, but I'm going to pursue I'm going to chase and I'll convince her and then I do. And they marry me. My mom even said this the other day. Your wives marry you just to shut you up. Because it's like, yeah, at some point, it's just like, God damn it. He's just so adamant. He loves me so much. He's so into me. I'll just marry him. And then they realize, oh, wait a minute. He doesn't get better than this. I can't browbeat him into improving in my ways. I mean, you know, I don't know if you heard this episode, but the whole my ex- my ex third wife, my third ex wife, um, when I was trying at the time, you know, I was very, I'm trying to be weight conscious and I was losing weight and her comment was, well, just Uh. don't lose any dick weight. It was like, that was her priority. Cock was her priority, obviously, because she became a prostitute, but cock was her priority. Well, apparently mine was just good enough that don't lose any dick weight. You know, it's like, okay, so my type, I would rather go with a skinny Jew boy because at least he'd be nicer to me than the women I have married.
2: I love that Julie was nodding along like, yeah, don't lose the dick weight. Like, that's just the thing that
1: <laughs> we should all collectively we should agree all to. collectively agree not to lose dick weight.
0: It's no, true. actually, what what I was thinking was that should have been your first clue. Like, I don't I don't know this woman, um, but for, just from what I've heard on the podcast, um, I would think that's the first sign, like of a, of a narcissistic woman. But I'm, I don't want to say narcissist because I'm so sick of that word these days. Like woo. sociopath,
1: sociopath.
0: Yeah, something like that. Just She's don't lose a it. like Julie's it's supposed to be funny, signs. but it's very rude.
1: Well, is, add, the that's, thing is, it's a strange
2: uh, insult that hurts again. in weird ways.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It's the strange. It's like, oh, trust me, that's just. It's so in a pointed. Of those. It's just yeah, such
2: I'll... a pointed and confusing and confounding. Because well, like. That's
1: like Alice, Alice, when I broke up with Alice, I said, I said, and, and this Alice was the Korean woman that I lived with off and on for four years. Uh, and at one point I said, I said, Alice, we can't be together. You don't even like me. And she said, I like you. I just don't respect you. I was like, well, then why are we together? Oh yeah.
0: Oh, Oh, not, that's, that's fire like, right there from a woman. I, saying,
1: I yeah. do not, I do not pick well. And, uh, no. Yeah.
0: but you yeah. were you were smart to okay so i would have to say respect would be one of those top 10 things so like to me the one of the ways the values that were you know my parents tried to instill with in me was like a work ethic a strong work ethic um my dad worked and i'm not saying that i necessarily agree now um but when i was younger my thought was i need to marry a good man who has a strong work ethic who has potential and drive right so like when you're younger like they're not going to be successful necessarily when you're 22 23 whatever mm-hmm. looking for a potential mate um but my thought was my parents would be disappointed in me if I dated a guy that was like at, working at a fast food restaurant job jumping and didn't really have um drive or, or, you know what I mean? Um, now that I'm older and I don't want to, I don't know what it is. I'm just so like at 48 years of age, I'm like, fuck man, man. I like, I'm going to do my own. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't honestly, hmm. it's not about how much money they make or, or their drive. What I was going to say earlier though, was Um, you know, when I said, or if they had a lot of money, it's not, it's not like them having money. I do still think it's the drive and maybe it's to what you said, Don, like the potential. Um, but then if the, if that never pans out,
2: cause that's, that's the thing too, is like, if you're, if you've got a, if you're dating a guy who's 24 or 34 or 54, who's working at a fast food restaurant, maybe it's not because he doesn't have drive. Maybe it's because he's got so much drive. He's like, something happened in my life. I got divorced. I, I lost my job. I need, I need something. And I'm going to fucking McDonald's is hiring. I'm just going to do McDonald's for a bit until I can figure out the next move to get back into my field or, you know, whatever it is. So like to that, I would applaud it versus doing what I would spend the first month of my unemployment, which is sitting on the couch, drinking myself to near death
1: before I figure it out, you know? So, well, it's, it, it it really, it's a metric. (laughs) Absolutely. Everybody's got a different metric of what success is. And Mm -hmm. so drive toward what success? Well, if you're, if to your, in your perspective, success is stability, you know, um, a, a big, you know, serious savings, serious bank account, uh, prestige and status in a job. If that's, and I'm not saying that's wrong, but if that's, your definition of what success looks like then that's the kind of person you're going to be drawn to you're looking I for somebody who's going to be successful well
0: because uh, that changes. was that was yeah. my my goal right stability and yeah. then that's real boring
2: yep St- stability changes though like you know it's 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 not i don't think it's about stability or bank account because all that stuff can change it's got to yeah. be about the, the person's heart, like, do they have a good heart? Are they, how do they handle the hardships? How do they roll with the punches? How do they take care of you when things are hard, which that's so true. That's the, that's the hard work. I mean, a job, like, it's a job. yeah, we, we all want to feel good. We all want to feel. Well, there's prestige, comfortable
1: with, with our money there's and the status yeah. and all that kind of shit. And to me, and I guess that's why it's what I think is funny about the conversation is that the, uh, On paper, everything about my career, as you would, if we we want to call it career, is in sort of the modern parlance, I'm a complete fucking loser because nothing about my life has ever been stable. Um, I jump from job to job because I get bored with the stability and because, you know, it's like that. I, I want autonomy at all times. That's the one thing that drives me. I always say this when I interview people for jobs. Everybody wants compensation, recognition, or autonomy. And you get a little, you know, everybody wants a little bit of all, but some people, they take a job because it's compensation. They want the money. Give me the money. I want as much money as I can have. Some people really thrive on being told how good they are, getting a prize and telling, Oh, you're the employee of the fucking month. and all that. Here's a picture on the Dunkin' Donuts wall or the cool donut place with the cheese cheddar, oh. the cheddar, Donut. Anyway, there's the, or, there's the taste again. Yeah. And then there's like stomach. Then there's autonomy. And uh I've always just kind of been. And I think probably my problems with relationships have been I am very, I am self, I do my thing. I'm going to do my thing and I'm always going to do my thing. And my thing's probably going to just, you know, I mean, I remember my first wife and this was not fair. Now, granted, I was young. I mean, it was right out of college, but we got married and I, she and I were both music teachers. You know, we both had gotten our, we were both performers. She was a clarinet player and I was a trumpet player. And I went off and, you know, I was like playing professional jazz and realized when we got married, she came to Chicago, that playing professional jazz was not a great sustainable way to pay rent. So I said, all right, I'll teach. So for about a year, we were both just public school teachers, and then I started a theater company, an improv theater company, improv and sketch theater company, and I quit teaching so that I could do that. I didn't ask her, I didn't suggest maybe we have a different way. I did, I just did it, and um, I'm older now, so I don't do it that way. But at the core, that's kind of I'm going to do my thing, you're my partner, and I want, and, and so I'm a little better in in the subsequent marriages of saying okay i would like to do this can we have this conversation how does this work but i'm going to change on a dime and that does it work for people that are looking for stability or a sense of security my first wife wanted the white picket fence in the house and the kids i never wanted any of those things Mm. um my second wife was it was really more a working relationship and a very successful working relationship. That, But then when I stopped producing the shows, she directed, she found another guy who would then tell her she was the most brilliant person in the world. And then my third wife, I don't I just think she needed a, an extended John to give her a place to live so she could mm. launch her.
2: I got a question, question for Julie, because yes, we're all of about the same age. I kind of did the same thing. I was actually talking about this um, at work the other day because we're talking about like clients and somebody said like, David, you're just really good with winning difficult people over. So like when there's a hard client, they're like, David can handle it because I can, Mm because I'm just, I am really good at like, oh, you don't, you don't like me or you're skeptical of something or you're not really into this quite yet. Just wait, just wait. Like, that's my thing is I'm. I'm not gonna come in and change you. I'm just gonna get you to really
1: like me. You're the shamwow guy. The shamwow guy. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing you don't need, but I'm so enthusiastic about sure, the thing you don't need that I'm gonna convince you to spend 50 bucks on 75 of these fucking shamwows. You're except the Sham here's wow the thing. Guy. I can remember in
2: college, my sophomore year, I had this older friend um named couple like he was like a year or two older. Um he said something like, "Trick man is you. You have to always have the answer." So like I, apl- which is such a terrible really thing. Bad. Like oh. now the fact that back, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this has been part of my problem since 1997, 1998, whatever, is like thinking that I have to always have the answer for the woman, like be the hero type shit, which is stupid. That is definitely. I pursued because like same school of thought, like pursue the woman, pursue, you know, she, she just give it, give it another 90 minutes. And then by the end of the movie, she'll be in love with you. That's how it works. So my question for you, Julie is, is that kind of how it was for you? Like, were you, was there like a bit of um, pursuit with your, well now ex-husband or were like, were there guys that you were like, finally, like, they just wore you down
1: with, I mean, you know, because I mean, you married a midget. No, so did the midget, no? did okay. he, did he did did he use his little dwarf hands and his fat dwarf fingers and say, hey, Julie? Ah. <laughs> Come, Come on. He made
2: he made her he, beautiful he, shoes and iPhones because he way. was
1: a very he was <laughs> It was a Christmas thing. You married an elf. I love it. He was a very um stable,
0: kind man. I uh I had a two year old when I met Tom. Um I got I got pregnant in college, went home for a semester, came back with a kid and graduated mm. and nice. <laughs> moved from what I thought was a small town to a really small town. I just took the job to, uh, I'm like, because it was so much cheaper, obviously, to live in um, Downs, Kansas <laughs> or any place in north central Kansas than it was to, and it's and safer, right? With a little kid
2: than it was to move back to Kansas City. That goes to my point, just real quickly, like that goes to my point of like, that's drive. It's not that you're like, well, I'm just going to live in a small town. Like, no, like you did what you had to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My whole goal was, was to like, get experience. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to move here. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get experience. Then I can get a better paying job when I move back to Kansas City. And my bad. mom said, don't do it. You're going to fall in love with a pig farmer and stay there forever. <laughs>
2: And that's what I need to do. (laughs) The pig farmer. Yeah. Pig Farmer is also the nickname we have for my buddy who likes fat chick.
1: And now Worsack of the News. Your first Rorschach in hell. I'd vote for her. So what if a candidate live streams sex acts with her husband? Julie, ladies first.
2: That's antiquated. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go first. Let me know. You, you
0: no, I'm just, I'm, I'm stunned that like, yeah. ew.
1: This is a candidate. All right. Let me give you a little context. This is, let me find it. I got to find it. All right. So you've got uh, the Virginia House candidate Susanna Gibson has gone on the offensive protesting the leak of the sex performance and prospecting previously undiscovered legal territory by calling the distribution of videos an illegal invasion of her privacy to the sex brand. Basically, she and her husband were on a thing called chatterbait. Um, they performed sex acts online by request. They had 5,700 followers. They solicited tips for things like golden showers <gasps> um and 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 stuff that they yeah and so she is now running for for office and is being shamed for it uh, and she's fighting back by saying there's nothing wrong
0: this 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 is my like semi-conservative like this is where the conservative part of me comes out like ugh, like I, I <laughs> that's gross. I, I that's the problem with the country like that headline right there if you want to say what is wrong with our country right now i would say that headline is there there's nothing to even defend like how is that normal like you do you but if people aren't i don't i wouldn't vote for her. so oh i would <laughs> Yeah. And, and and maybe that's what and maybe that's what things have come to. But like you do you, but I don't have to accept it or like it.
2: That's that's true. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I, I'm not I, I wouldn't want if I if that was me, like, I don't want to be judged. But. ooh, I just yeah. don't know how, how anybody could even think like. I'm going to run for office after I do this thing on the internet i don't i mean it
1: was with her husband at least so there that you go kind of her point kind of her point it was all consensual it was it was her husband I well mean, and i mean she can her defend area. herself all day
0: long but i'm not voting for her and i, I mean, wouldn't well, want well, her well, like babysitting my children or my grandchildren
2: oh see i yeah i think that <laughs> i i don't think that one thing has has anything to do with another i think if they want to f- film themselves and sell it and take tips for peeing on each other like okay great how do you feel about the issues what you know like that's that's what matters to me like yeah
0: I just can't marry the personality I, I can't marry the two together like you're saying one doesn't have anything to do with the other but no matter what the issues are I just can't imagine that it's a that this person has really thought things through anybody that would do that publicly and then wants to run for office I, it just doesn't make sense. It,
2: it I, doesn't- well, I would argue that I it's it's too. evidence that, that she'd be a great uh, legislator because <laughs> because she listens to her constituents because here's the thing. She's <laughs> like, this is me. This is where I stand on things. And by the way, what do you guys want? What do you you want me to pee on my husband? OK, great. Let's bring that in. You want me to work on, on school, school reform? OK, let's talk about that, too. Oh, you want me to poop on him now? Great. Fair. OK, cool. We need roads fixed. Yeah, I let's, think, I, I'm, I listening. Think, see, I'm listening. I'm listening.
1: Did, I didn't get to the specifics because I was curious. So I watched some of the chatterbait. I didn't. Um, and uh, one oh. of the things that I really no, I didn't. But one of the things I think is amazing is there is this one scene where she's pegging her husband with a, a strap on dildo and holding court on tax reform. It was really yeah. kind of crazy. They're having a conversation oh. while she's jamming him. It was I'm like, wow, that's a candidate that, that cares. Jamming him. <laughs> Number two.
2: Gross. In
1: (laughs) in, If They Did It, So Shall We. The perfect reasoning of five-year-olds. McCarthy blames Pelosi for his impeachment (laughs) flip-flop.
0: I dislike them all. Yeah. would you I like tried. it
1: better I, if would you like it better if Pelosi was having sex with her husband on TV? That would oh
0: ew. <laughs> <laughs> why why do you put these things in people's minds? I've heard you on the podcast do this before to to Mr. Himmel. It's
2: yeah. Ew. Um, I mean, I'm still kind of working through, you know, most of the things that Don says to I don't know. What's the word that the provoke use? Trigger me. Oh, trigger. Yes. Right? I tried to trigger most of my let him you know, just roll off my back. Um, but this cheese donut thing, I'm having a hard time with. I'm, I'm having a hard
1: time digesting it. All right. Number three. Wait a minute. I got to react to this. Hang on a well, second. You know, you're talking about cheese. donuts. So I figure we're done with that. You don't care about the impeachment. So I'm, right, I'm, you I'm with Julie on this. I, I mean,
2: they all kind of suck in a way. Right. But McCarthy, McCarthy is a feckless, spineless, sackless nerd who got bullied by like the five idiots (laughs) in his caucus or not even in his caucus. But, you know, like the 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 extreme lunatics, like. Right. Right. And he just he screwed himself like he shot himself in the foot, in the arm, in the face, in the head, in the neck. Like he just he is he just screwed himself. And he's such a bad leader and a weak person that his foot flop isn't the fault of you know a, a geriatric woman in San Francisco it's his own
1: it's his own fault so stop blaming grandma exactly stop blaming grandma third in this is just not your mother's feminism <laughs> meet the self described bimbos of tiktok there is an entire movement of young women on TikTok who are basically dressing up like what you would have said were transsexuals in the past. They are dressing up as sort of like these pink haired anime bimbos and they're wearing bustiers and they are pretending to be stupid. They, it is an actual TikTok movement of what they're claiming is like fifth waste feminism.
0: I think it's disgusting. I can't even. I, what these poor? How old are they? Like these? I, I mean, okay. I was gonna say I could totally see being nineteen twenty. I'm so glad I'm Generation X. I could not have survived the video. that you know I would have put the dumbest shit out there, man. Like I would. Yeah. Get, I just was not thinking I would, I would do things and then think about it later. Right. So I, I've got to say, I under- they're
2: going to do, they're going to, when they hit
1: 48, they're going to be like, Oh my God, what in the shit was I thinking?
0: Right. So like gonna, a, a lot of totally attention. On the, on like I
1: understand. And, I and do a podcast where we're saying all the things that we would, that would get us embarrassed. If we were younger, we just said, Oh, we didn't have that opportunity. So let's have a podcast so we can say things that'll get us fired. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I feel sorry for those girls, actually, because I because I think they're getting a lot of attention for it. I think it's sad that they're getting. But but I also would have to say it has to be mixed attention. Like people have to be looking at it because they're curious, not necessarily turned on. Um, you know, I don't think it's. I I don't think it's. Truly, these these girls right like they're ju- they're dressing up as bimbos they're acting like, that wow. way because unfortunately there is an audience that is that is um out there to watch their stuff i mean they wouldn't be out there doing it if they weren't getting any
1: followers yeah and, and my perspective on that is that it's, it's not the girl's fault it's anyone that actually takes them seriously you know, I remember I remember in high school and, you know, you guys were kids when I was in high school. But I remember in high school, there were those there was a whole bunch of dudes in the shop class at my high school who had the black makeup on their eyes and were way. And, you know, they were they were goth kids. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. As any, the thing about it is the problem isn't that they were goth kids if all of a sudden. The media said, well, let's take the goth kids seriously rather than it just being sort of like a, a funny thing to get attention. As soon as they started taking, take, so I don't think it's the girls' fault. I think it's anybody that goes, oh, well, they have a serious platform that they need to, we need to listen to what they have to say. No, we don't. Right. They're fucking kids dressing up. Right. I
2: think what's funny is, so twice now, Julie, you've said like, that's disgusting. Yeah. I think what's happening here is we were talking about this i think we were offline um it was before we started the recording but um the woke side who's like offended by everything mm. and then the more conservative side like what's which is harder to be cuz like are you constantly offended by everything or are you disgusted by everything and i think that there's a disgust on the more conservative side like you know and then the the the, the left side the more liberal side is offended by everything and i think yeah i see, yeah You know, like yeah. So these girls want to do this thing on TikTok. Like, who cares? You know. Well,
0: anybody that has the time to um to flip out one way or the other about the bimbo girls need to find something else to do because I mean that's what I think with a lot of this stuff is you know the one extreme or the other. yeah, I mean, like, don't you matter. have a life? How do you even have time to care right. that much about one
2: side or the other? But it doesn't matter. And, like, what kind of stuff were we doing in the 90s to get attention? You know, like, dressing like Alicia Silverstone, dressing like Kurt, Co- I don't know. Like, what Kurt were the things and, you know, the shit that we were doing that, I mean, we didn't have TikTok, so we didn't have that opportunity. But I,
1: in Everybody. the nineties, I was doing provocative fucking theater. I was doing shows like "My Grandma's a Fat horn in Jersey." That's what I in did. In the
0: nineties, I was trying to survive college. I had a baby, so there you go. Yeah, I mean it's a different. Yeah. I mean, I was the end of the nineties. But, but. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Number four in reasons to maybe not get an electric car: <laughs> car hackers are out for blood. I just want to give you uh, uh, the, the, the new, it's a part of why the new generation, this is from the article, is called, often described as smartphones on wheels. Cars now offer down various downloadable apps, automated driver assistance, and even integration with platforms such as Spotify and TikTok. Now, here's one of the things that there's car hacking where people can, you know, like steal cars and all that kind of stuff, but there's also, um, you basically, everybody, Mercedes-Benz will unlock your horsepower for a $90 a month subscription. BMW lets its car safety cameras record 40-second snapshots of video for $39 a year a Ford's blue cruise hands-off driver assist feature is now $75 a month. Basically electric cars are like getting a smartphone and you have to pay for your streaming services. I mean, one of the big things they talk about is that the people hack out the Tesla's backseat heating. Apparently their their seats will, they have heating on their seats in the backseat but only if you pay a fifty dollar a month subscription fee hmm. wow.
0: I mean, I get it, right? like why not if you if you
1: pay can for the upgrade that. but it's kind of like you know, but it's not just when you're used to you're paying for the upgrade
2: every month every month. so like that's what I was gonna say. it's like you know back back in my day when you used to buy a car like you could buy. Perfect example, when Katie and I bought our Mazda, we bought a CX-5, like right before Harry was born. We needed a new car, Katie's, we traded Katie's car in. We got a hundred dollars for it because <laughs> this fucking car, there was literally water like in between like the ceiling, the interior ceiling and the roof. So when you would turn, <laughs> <the water>. <laughs> Oh <laughs> then- my goodness. And as I was getting out of the car for the final time, I went to close the passenger door. The passenger door wouldn't close for some reason. It was just like, nah, fuck it. I'm just not going to work. Anyway, <laughs> so we could, you know, you could buy the and Like there's all the different stuff. You know, do you want to pay extra for the sunroof? Yeah, we like that. Okay, here's an extra $500 or whatever it costs. There was one thing we decided not to get because it was like a $1,000 add-on. Um, was like seat memory. So like you can set like this is... David's setting. This is Katie's setting. Right, right. But we're like, we're close enough. I mean, she, I'm five eleven. She's five six. Whatever. Five six. close enough. Nice. She's five six. Yeah. You, um, should, you should. I run did run say five six. Ex- yeah, yeah. You should. Six, run six run seven. Yeah. Virginia, David. Come on. <laughs> Maybe I will. But um, but that would have been like a one-time thing for these upgrades. Right. <laughs> It's the same thing, but you're just doing it every month now. This is, it's a, it's, I mean, like, yeah, it's good business, but it's shitty fucking business.
0: But from the other point of view, how about this? I'm just like looking at it from the client's point of view. Um, So you can't afford that upgrade right now, but it's built into the car. Mm -hmm. So if you decide, if, if you find out that it really is an issue and it is something that you want, you can decide to subscribe to it, and then when Katie decides to leave you because you are hanging out with Dawn so much, mm-hmm. um, she can Reasonable. unsubscribe to that so that she's not paying that amount anymore because she's going to get the car and everything else. Um, if <laughs> if that were <laughs> if that were to happen, because uh, I'm sure she's a smart woman, yeah. and She'd and have so. A problem. You know what I'm saying? Like you could buy a car and not necessarily have to do all those things at the time. Or what if you I never use the sunroof like I always want it. I I buy like I want the car with the sunroof and I love it. And I mean, I guess that's not something that they could subscribe out, but something like that with this, the heated
2: seats or whatever. I like Satellite radio.
0: Yeah, there you go. See, take take it or leave it, to... it. Come and go. Like,
1: I don't I don't see a, a problem with that part. See, my my problem with it is the same problem with media <laughs> today is that there, nobody buys a fucking DVD. Nobody buys a DVD. Nobody buys CDs or albums anymore. You buy digital downloads of stuff. Well, the thing is, if you're on Apple or if you're on Spotify or if you're on Android, whatever, they can take it away from you anytime they want. You don't actually own the songs on your phone. You don't actually own the movies on your TV. And now you don't actually own the car you bought.
2: Well, they you can you can
1: download it. the music, and then you can have it on your hard but, drive. But the, but the thing is, all they have to do well, you can put it on your hard drive. But all they yeah. have to, if they have a DRM in there, they can take it away like that. Well, I mean that's the thing. So like, if you want to
2: like, w- why the streaming uh, approach? Like, if I want to unlock my horsepower, why can't I just pay a one time thing? Like, give me my horsepower.
1: Yeah, exactly. but they want to be a monthly subscription. See, that's
2: that feels a little skeezy. Yeah.
1: Number five but- in white trash, hot and classy. Ooh, <laughs> this might be my favorite area because, you know, because you know how I feel about this woman. Lauren Bobert, kicked out of theater for <laughs> acting to Lauren Boberty. She was <laughs> she was at a, a first of all, Lauren, Lauren Bobert went to a musical like like i performed a musical it was beetlejuice the musical and apparently she was uh she was obnoxious and they kicked her out
2: yeah
0: i'm going to plead the fifth because i'm not sure who this woman is okay. oh my you god you're so me. Me.
1: okay right, but so can marjorie i marjorie taylor green right she looks like uh, like somebody punched like she looks like a a, a toe headed boy that got punched like six or seven times in the face real hard and then put a wig on. That's that's Marjorie Taylor Green, Lauren Bobert, Yeah. Right. And Lauren, Lauren Bobert is sort of like the, the, the she's the, an off-Broadway Sarah Palin. Yeah, she's Sarah got Palin. The glasses she's and... Sarah Palin if she carried a gun and wears short shorts. And, you know, yeah. like I said, I don't like anything about Lauren Bobert but I totally bang her once because she's cute. So that's why I say white, hot, white trash, hot and classy. Wow.
2: Yeah. She, um, (laughs) I, I, God, it's, I'm such a putz because I hate Lauren Boebert, but every time there's a news story, I'm like, I gotta read it. I gotta see what this crazy asshole just did again. Like, is she walking around with fucking firing guns off and like, she had a restaurant with her husband who she's now divorcing Um, what was the restaurant called? It was like gun themed. Like they had like like guns guns. on the wall and like you were encouraged to open carry while you're eating your cheeseburger. Like, Uh, so yeah, when, so she was at this, at the Beagle Juice thing and there were complaints about some people like being loud and vaping in the theater and the ushers had to come over and like, you know, keep it down, keep it down. Okay. This is your final warning like children and then they did it again and they were asked to leave bober's first reaction was like what i went to the show it was great you know let me know how it ends ha 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 and now she's apologized um she doesn't remember vaping but her belief apparently wasn't true and she's going through a divorce and she blames her you know the hardship of that on her actions of acting like an asshole which i get like heartbreak is hard to go through some shit but like
0: Whatever uh, you still dude, did
2: it. You were just fucking high and farting yeah. around because you're Lauren Bobert and that's what you do. Like this is the woman who yelled at Joe Biden, at the President of the United States, screaming at him repetitively in the fucking capital of the United States as an elected official to the House of Representatives. Like, of course she's acting like an asshole at Beetlejuice. Wow.
1: Number there, six. I said it. Mike dropped it, too. (laughs) He said it. He meant it. Um, (laughs) Are you familiar with the the extraterrestrial uh, the aliens found in Mexico um, recently? They found alien bodies. They found they actually found alien bodies. Yeah, there was a huge controversy because everybody was like, oh, my God, here's proof that there were actual aliens on the planet. They had them. They showed them and they're mummified and all this kind of stuff. Well, in would you like a scoop of ice cream with your extraterrestrial extraterrestrial bodies revealed in Mexico? Were actually cake. Is it cake? That's a great show. It is, and I and I think one of the extraterrestrials was cheese donut flavored. I'm sure
0: of
2: it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Julie, had you heard about this? no yeah so i saw i was i jumped on instagram god i've been doing that more lately i need to stop i need to stop ah uh, but anyway i was like what is all this because i was just like me 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 meme of all the you know uh alien, alien bodies yeah so like i went to the news like a grown mm-hmm. up i was like right. oh and of course i'm like well, this is this is stupid. This these are not like these are not actual aliens. But here's the thing. Let's fast forward 75 years when humanity is this version of humanity is gone. Mm-hmm. And there's new new humans, new human archaeologists digging through Flossmore, Illinois, right around 1249 Berry Lane, where a, a David Himmel grew up. And they find new aliens. They're about three inches in size. They have Eight points of articulation. Look at these tiny aliens that existed. Nah, man, they're just fucking G.I. Joe's I buried in the backyard. <laughs> these are just like they're if they're not cake, they're fucking baby dolls from like Mayan baby dolls. That's what these things are.
1: It's the, yeah. of the original Planet of the Apes. Yeah. The apes don't think humans can talk. They think that uh, Taylor is uh, an anomaly because he is a talking human. And then they find in the Forbidden Zone, the little baby doll that when they pick it up, it goes mama. And that reveals that people were there first and could speak. Yeah. That's great. And now Rainey's quote of the week to ponder and to consider life's pressing suicide.
2: Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. It shouldn't be that women are the exception. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So obviously I chose that woman because I think it's true. Um... I've, Read it again. I've always Read it again. had, yeah. Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. It shouldn't be that women are the exception. So, this this spoke to me because of you know the impetus of having Julie on the Apecast, Cast because mm-hmm. um, we needed the feminine perspective. Because um, yeah, the like,
1: decisions being made here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right when you know when i was growing up like my my first friends were girls like i grew up with girlfriends i've never believed that bullshit of men and women can't be friends no fuck off like they can perfectly like i've got plenty of women friends that i haven't fucked or haven't ever wanted to fuck maybe i would but i never you know like it in a weird situation ultimate universe we'll see what happens
1: right no but like I wouldn't fuck it's, her unless I really had to, unless I had to like <laughs> gun to head. Okay,
2: fine. Would you, re- would you, re- no, f- like, you, you.
0: Jeez, no, like if I wasn't married, how about that? Like,
2: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think it's, it's absolutely true. Like, not all women, but the right women making the right decision, just like not all men, like smart absolutely. people. Like it, so it's just I mean, I read this quote. it's just kind of like a no duh to me, but apparently people need to be reminded of it,
0: yeah, I guess that's what I would say, um and i I want to point out though i when I said that you need capital in e e d uh-huh. female perspective, my thought was just
2: <clears throat> this is the in the sober light of day thought,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no no zema no zema this time yeah
0: right right the zema free zone um I like that that, that you guys you have a great show like i'm i'm a woman and i'm um intrigued i giggle at the things that you guys talk about you know i'll laugh along with you um i just think that there are some things that that are just when you're in a, when you're a man and you're only around men, it's like, Oh yeah, well, this is the way it is. Like, it's just very accepted. And I get that. I think girls are the same way. Women, girls, whatever, you know, sororities, fraternities, whatever the things are, um, we all have our point of view. It's just to have a different perspective come in every once in a while. It's fun.
2: Yeah. And and necessary for growth and intelligence. And that's how you learn things is by hearing new things and seeing new things. And different perspectives different experiences yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah. no I like I like the quote um I think that again, said it's it's it, that said um well, I was,
2: that said Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have left the room oh yeah a whole lot else.
1: earlier so we could have gotten yeah everybody knows that different justice no, what on I would, the court, what I would say what I would say about that quote is I think that quote was button. absolutely necessary yeah 20 years ago yeah don't think it's as necessary today and one of the things that i'm seeing that this is just and we talked about this earlier a little bit is that we're fighting the same battles as we were fighting 20 years ago and the landscape has changed dramatically and Mm -hmm. that's okay but i can't think of and and maybe this is my blind spot because i i'm not the guy that just hangs around with a bunch of guys. Every boss that I've had with the exception of the job that I have right now has been a woman. I mean Same. every boss I've ever had has been a woman. So most I've of my bosses had, have been women. Yeah. Yeah, I really. Never, oh yeah, yeah. I've never had the experience of being that guy who only hangs I'm not a sports guy. I don't like football, you know. I mean I'm not I'm not a guys guy in that regard. So I don't understand really on a fundamental level anybody that would dispute what you would dispute the quote. I've always been, I was raised by a single mom who got married. I mean, it's like, I don't get that. So when I see, I know they exist. (laughs) I just don't understand them. Guys that look at women and for some reason think, Oh, well, she's just a woman. No, I say, Oh my God. She's a woman in the same way that I would say, "Oh my God, that's a fucking alligator."
0: <laughs> uh, okay, she's so oh, oh wait, wait, more. no
2: wait, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I was
0: just one. gonna, you know, drive three hours north. Um, man, I don't want to be like I love a small town, and I, I really, and I love Wichita, and I love. Kansas, like I'm I'm not, I'm not dying to get out of here. Like, like you guys (laughs) talk
1: about David's not there and that's all I want. So yeah. Yeah. What did you say? David, David isn't in Kansas. And all I want to do is get out of my Italian prison. So,
0: right. 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 Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm like, I don't think it's that bad. However, I will say, um, in a, in a real small town, you are, that quote is something that unfortunately. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we're, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to, some of us see, some of us see it differently in the sense that, um, and I don't know, depending on who I hung out with in Chicago or wherever else, I mean, it's still the Midwest and I, you know, every part of the country has their own issues, but I, I do think that it, because we are a more conservative leaning state that especially in the rural areas that's I mean it's they're farmers, right? There there's this stay at home wives and which is fine and everybody has their own choice, but they're they're def, they definitely look at things a little bit more differently than than you guys do.
1: There are six things you should do this week.
0: My first recommendation is a podcast called Biz Chicks. And um, I don't have like a specific one to tell you. Um, This is one that just came to my mind. It's one of the only, um, and it might be different now, but several years ago when I first started listening to podcasts, I um, was looking for a a woman owned, like I wanted to hear from other women who had started companies, um, an entrepreneurial, I'm into like, business um type learning podcasts. And so I found this one, Biz Chicks, spelled with an X, B-I-Z-C-H-I-X. And she's an amazing um entrepreneur and and just like real powerful um yeah.
1: I'll give it a the, shot. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: for 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 all of your seven female listeners of the podcast i have no <laughs> idea I'm joking, but yeah it's, it's no, i think
1: it's, we have a total of seven listeners i think oh, uh, okay so yeah. if any
0: of them are female we we could uh
2: i mean at least one of them is female adjacent yeah <laughs> no but that's good i mean and to that to the point that we were discussing earlier like with the the ginsburg quote um like i tell me this and i'm like oh i automatically i should tell this share this with katie like she would mm-hmm. love that because she's growing her own business and all that but also like wh- what's the harm in me listening to it like i might I'll learn things about it. business or i might learn things about what my wife is going through or thinking through dude as a woman said, starting her own business. when you said like,
1: it's chicks spelled with an x i got a boner i gotta listen to this
2: okay thing. speaking of well, you, boners, you
0: gotta ruin it
1: you
2: gotta ruin it speaking Speaking of boners, my first thing this week is a read it's in uh, it's in anybody want to guess where this is, where this is published?
1: The Atlantic. I'm going to say it's, the Atlantic. Julie wins. Julie wins. She, she, knows, she, said it a, first. <laughs> she has listened to the podcast. She knows. She knows that we It's. A, is that a that's a magazine? It's a magazine as well as an ocean. Okay. All right. OK, cool. uh, but
2: this is the magazine part, not the ocean part um, written by Faith Hill, not the country star. Maybe I don't No, I don't think so. Um. Don't let love take over your life. The case for love-life balance. I've been preaching a version of this for years. At about the point when I learned that the pursuant of women is a terrible fucking way to live your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes you it some great music.
1: years to get up to it. Yeah. I don't need Faith Hell to tell me. I, I, I've yeah. lived it. <laughs> but
2: it's an interesting read. And it's, yeah,
1: it's... Uh, yeah. Um, don't let love take over your life. I will read it by Faith Phil and The Atlantic. My first thing is a watch. Um, it is on HBO Max, now just known as Max. Mm. You know, it's like all of a sudden HBO became your favorite. I'm so glad they did that. Jewish I'm so uncle, glad you know. they got rid of <laughs> Hey, Max! Hey, Max! What? Show me a movie. All right, um... <laughs> Show me a movie. Show me a movie, Max. God damn All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hold on. You know, that's that's when I see Max, that's
2: what I think of. And all Uncle Max has is <laughs> Mel Brooks, Woody Allen,
1: like <laughs> like the most Jewish Jew films. And Schindler's List, of course. Yes, of course Schindler's List. But check it real quiet when you say that. Um, like you say, cancer, cancer. <laughs> um. So my first thing is, it is a reality. You know, I love my reality TV show. It is a it is a reality TV show called Surviving the Raft. It is uh, basically they took t- ten people of. Every stripe we've got a we've got a Fox News listening woman who actually embraces the term Karen. We've got a, a, a powerlifter little guy. The little guy turns out to be transgender. We've got a black woman who has got the a little the, guy. Wait, is it Julie? Is it well, your ex husband? He's short. I don't know. He's it really could be. Short. We haven't talked in a long time. He's really, really? short. But yeah, you know that thing. They've got uh, my favorite is you've got this big hillbilly looking dude. Big fat guy, you know, he's a ginger. He's got his big beard. And the black woman, like in the very first episode, she's like, oh, well, he's a redneck. I'm going to keep my he he is definitely a racist. And then you find out about halfway through the episode that the guy, <laughs> he's a civil rights activist. So it's really interesting. And basically, they put them what on a this fucking I know they put them on this raft And they all have to learn to get along toward the common goal of banking money so that at the end they get to split the money. And it is it's fascinating because they all basically are nice people. But when you introduce the competition for money, they become dicks. Weird. Yeah, I highly recommend you watch it. That is unsurprising human behavior. You know, it's not surprising, but it is certainly entertaining. Surviving what a, the raft. What a on cool Max. show, Max! Surviving the raft. I survived the raft. <laughs> Julie, try, <go>. try
2: survive. <laughs> um, I was no, I'm not going to go there. All right, yeah, Julie.
1: <laughs> I know where you were going.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm. I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, I got nothing. I think you guys need to go first. I didn't prepare well. All right. I mean, I can do this. Honestly. Uh, Hey there, if you're in the Wichita area and you're getting a divorce, I recommend Matt Olson. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my divorce attorney.
1: (laughs) That's the best recommendation on this. In, for six yes. years, that's the single best recommendation in a six things I've ever heard. Matt Olson, can you find him online? Yes, you can.
0: Um, my mind just went blank, but yeah, um, Olson, Matt Olson something. Google Matt it. just Matt Olson. Like hello, Google it. Wichita
2: Matt Olson. I right. love that. Just just taking. And- um, I love the, the through line. So don't let love take over your life. Read that story and then call Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Good old It's Matt. all synergy here on the Eatcast. It's all working. It all works. Um, all right. Um, my next thing to do this week is a watch. Um, I've recommended this before. It's on Apple TV, it's coming to an end. The television program, Physical. It's just so much fun. It's it so much fun. fun. It's
1: really fun. And uh, yeah, this Did is you the you know last... Rose Byrne's Australian? Yeah. I had no idea.
2: Yeah, it makes her hotter.
1: It totally <laughs> makes her hotter. Yeah, right? It I does. Mean, when I heard her, I heard her on, on, on Smartless, and it's like, she's fucking Australian? Yeah. That's it's almost like she puts an X for chicks. Oh, wow. So it's the accent that makes her
2: sexy? Yeah. Sexier. Yeah. Yeah. It's the X. Ex- I mean, I've I've I always kind of had a had a crush on Australia as a whole. Like, some of my favorite yeah. music comes out of Australia. Like, I just I love that country. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Australian yeah. chicks just kind of do it for me.
1: And my final thing to recommend is also a watch. It is on Amazon, The Raft. <laughs> surviving the the raft i know surviving the raft and they say this in the show and they keep coming back to it was based on a 1973 experiment by a mexican anthropologist santiago geneves he decided he was a he studied his whole life violence and why human beings had a tendency toward violence and war in 1973 we were about as polarized against each other as we are now. And in 1973, he decided that what he wanted to do, he had been he'd been in a hijacking and was suddenly on this plane where everybody's under duress. And he went, that's how you study human behaviors. You have to isolate people of different backgrounds and see how they behave. So he puts them on this fucking raft and it's the same Setup. It's like people of every different race and every different religion and every different political. It puts them on a fucking raft. Well, this is a real raft. There is no money. There is no game show. Literally, they are on a raft going across the Atlantic Ocean. They were on the fucking water for a hundred and one days. Wow. Fast. It, 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 at the time, they called it there was a headline in The Guardian in 1973 called Mutiny on the Sex Raft. Here's it, And I don't want to give too much away. I, I, based on surviving the raft, they, they, they kind of give you the idea that, well, in 1973, it was a huge failure. Every and just oh my god, it was such a failure, right? So I'm expecting when I'm going to watch this documentary that this is going to be a shit show. That it's like it's going to be like the fucking stanfield experiment where everybody fucking loses their fucking minds and starts being you know, right. No, exactly the opposite. For 51 days, everybody's just getting along. Some people are fucking, some people are not. You know, it's just they're just they're on a fucking raft. They're getting along. They're fishing they're cleaning the boat they're getting along and Santiago he keeps asking them like these personal surveys so that you know he can gather data and I mean this guy is very data heavy but 51 days in it he feels like the experiment's failing because nobody's fighting (laughs) so he starts trying to instigate confrontation and conflict and they turn against him not each other
0: That is what I would have expected because when you're put in a situation like that, I don't care if you're a Trump fan, a Biden fan, like an extreme right, extreme left woke or asleep. Like when you're put in a situation where, where it's human survival, we come together. And I don't want to, you know, to go back to, I I had heard a recent podcast where you guys were talking about nine 11 and um and we are of course of the generation where we all know exactly where we were the day that that happened and 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 all those things and of course i do too but and one of the things was that unfortunately that it took this but i remember how america was so united after that and i'm the people the things that they did to survive that tragic event and and the things i mean obviously we all know like you put you, we hate each other because our lives are so freaking easy right now. Like if something bad, <laughs> if something really bad happened, I feel like we would come together and survive.
1: Catastrophe keeps that's us together. Yeah. That's what I think. Except that you guys would still judge me. I think enjoying,
2: that was the problem. I think that's the problem that. with Gen X is like all in all, like We're a great generation. We had things pretty good. Like we weren't at war. The yeah. economy was <clears throat> decent. I mean, you know, there was some dips in, but like it was a normal economy, like no major crashes, Um, just like kind of normal shit. Like it was just America. just well,
0: like you're, of- You are the younger I was going to I mean, it, there was quite a, a 70s and
2: 80s recession. Yeah, but it wasn't well, like it wasn't like geez. the great recession that All we right. had in 08. I mean, it was just kind of like you guys, you our guys recession. Seen,
1: you guys have seen Richard Linklater's uh, Dazed and Confused, right? Yeah. Yes. It's one of my favorite movies and like literally one of my favorite movies of all time. And one of the things I think is really funny about that movie is one of the characters at one point is talking about how the 50s were horrible and boring and the 60s were super cool and the 70s suck, but that's okay because the 80s are going to be radical. And what I love about that moment, that slice, is it is a commentary about how every one of us Thinks our generation, the the, the uh, that specific decade, is bullshit because the one that came before was way better, and the one that's going to come after is going to be way better. That I love that microcosm, that little moment in that movie because it sums up how we all feel. as that's all humanity? Like the yeah. time we're living in, at the, the time we're living in, is the worst. Uh, you know, and when, you, when you hear that, oh, the '60s, oh, those were cool. Really? Because we had Vietnam and we had the civil rights strike. But oh, was it cool? Yeah, it was cool. But mm-hmm. well, we're living, we're living right now. We are living in Taylor Swift's fucking world. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah.
2: I'm so in cast. Yeah, Taylor that's the Thank
0: thank you, Julie. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Would you
2: come back? I would love to come back. Okay, good. Right. Because the, I think that I'll we need pay, to have I'll women in the room where the big decisions are being made. Yeah. No, let's have Julie pick the topics.
1: No, I right? pick Is that what topics you just said? That, no, I want <clears pick, throat> to. I want to pick topics that will trigger Julie because that's my fun. You can't take my fun away, man.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be great.
1: Oh great, I yeah. Like your, I, I Tune
2: like in to... next week when Don bullies a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the skinny Jew kid. <laughs>
0: right that's why that's why Himmel wants me he, he he's like we need someone else on here that can take some of these shots direct, yeah. a, direct his anger and triggers this way
2: david, my human shield
1: julie thank david, you david, <laughs> david no one will keep me from belaying you i know no i and i wouldn't want it to happen any other way You can listen to the Literate Ape cast on literateape.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you go to get that delicious podcast experience. If you enjoy the dulcet sounds of two white guys babbling about whatever comes into their stunted brains, leave us a review anywhere that, you know, re- reviews are left. And share it with someone whom which you have a dubious relationship. For information about Literate Ape, Go to
2: litteredape.com, of course, and check out the rest of our podcasts and our years of scribbling. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at localmotiveband.com.
1: The fuck?